fantastic Friday to everyone. Make it a great day. Um, just sitting up here listening to comedian Ryan Davis, who pretty much propelled himself to some stardom by way of social media and using it to his advantage. Um, looking back a few months ago, he had made a recording about Floyd Mayweather and um, how on his social media platforms he had denied people the opportunity to comment. And he said he looked back at a lot of the posts where people would comment and Floyd might have posted a picture, you know, living in one of his mansions or traveling in his private jet or posting a bunch of his watches and things like that. And people would always make up comments about, well, Floyd, you got all this money. Uh, why don't you learn how to read and make an insult and uh, disparaging comments insults which is often common on social media you know you got the troll crowd the bully crowd uh i call them keyboard assassins you know they'll say whatever they want because they're hiding behind the keyboard but anyway he said he turned his comments off and ryan said he was thinking very very hard about doing the same thing um because people constantly try to belittle or berate you who don't even know you but then he went on to give a little bit of story about floyd and about you know, how he doesn't, uh, and how he has uh, become arguably one of the best self-promoters known. Um, you know, everyone knows he's famous for boxing, but he cut out the uh, middleman and promoted himself, started his own promotion company so that he could keep all that money in-house and uh, well-documented, you know, made hundreds of millions of dollars in the ring. Um, but what many people may not know is that he invests heavily in real estate all throughout um, the country, but uh, Ryan went on to say, and I haven't verified this because uh, this is out of my line of expertise, but he said um, Floyd really doesn't invest heavily in cars, even though he has plenty, plenty that are exotic and expensive uh, compared to the average person's uh, paycheck, but he invests very, very heavily and has one of the most extensive watch collections you'll ever find. Ryan went on to say how those actually appreciate uh, as we all know, Jay-Z, a.k.a. Sean Carter, has a very, very extensive art collection, even rapped about how he invests in art because it appreciates. So the moral of the story was Ryan was like, people are so quick to criticize Floyd saying he's stupid and ignorant, can't read. But yet he's still making hundreds of million dollars, make not only from his talent, but he has uh, diversified himself far beyond boxing to do what so many of the people who are calling him ignorant and stupid and can't and illiterate can't do. Um, so it makes you wonder, it makes you wonder the point of this particular podcast is who's in your circle. Who are you listening to? I made a post recently about how different our lives, some of our lives would be if we listen to different people. It's kind of like, uh, the single girl, who's always listening to other single unhappy girls and look to them for relationship advice. Yeah, come on. You know, at some point you might need to listen to, to different people. Um, Cause some people, even those who you consider your friend will give you advice, not trying to make you happy, but trying to make sure that you don't get further along than they do because they're really miserable. It's a beautiful quote that I heard a few years ago, and I say it often, is that some people are in your circle, but they're not in your corner. I think you need to do a, a reality check 
In church, we would say do a road check. But in life, we say do a reality check. Um, just because someone's been in your life for many, many years, just because someone is blood related, um, just because someone lives in your household does not always mean they have your best interests at heart. And we need to be very, 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 very careful with that. Because who we listen to, we allow it to seep into our mind, into our spirit, and we allow it to shape our ideas. And you never should listen to people who offer constructive criticism who've never built nothing. So um, consider your source. You may need to get new friends. You may need to get a new circle. You may need to read new books. You may need to go to different places in order to achieve the level of success uh, financially, emotionally, relationally, all of these areas that you want to do better in, you might have to shift and do some things differently. Um, I was very, very inspired by listening to um, the little uh, five, six minute video this morning because it really reminds me to be careful who I allow to have so much access to me. And funny enough, this is what's really, really ironic and funny. I had posted something and I thought about, should I put this on my social media page? Instantly, within two minutes, uh, someone who always trolls me uh, posted something negative. And then I thought about it and then I deleted it. But they asked me, why did I delete it? And you know what my response was? My prerogative. Because at some point in time, you have to make choices as to what you will invest your time in. If you invest your time in it, you're investing your energy in it. And we know time is the most precious commodity. And once it's gone, we can never get it back. So we have to make those conscious efforts within ourselves to decide how will we spend our time. Let me pose a question to you to think about today. I want you to think about this heavily. Who will you invest your time with? I've been very, very careful personally myself to think long and hard about the people I spend my time with, who actually puts a smile on my face, who brings me joy, but not only the people who can make me happy, but also the people who will hold me accountable. The people who will look me in my face and tell me I did something stupid or to tell me that, hey, you might want to check yourself or to suggest to me that something I'm doing or uh may not be in my best interest. Those are the people I want in my corner, not just the people who make me laugh like so many people do. They just want the happy-go-lucky, fair-weather people, take me to the club, take me to the party, fun type of crew. I don't, I don't need that. I'm beyond that. I'm, I'm going high. I'm going to different levels in my life. I need people around me who will call me out on my bull. And I suggest that you do the same. Um, because these are trying times already with all that's going on in the world, uh, with all the hatred going on in the world, all the racism going on in the world, all the uncertainty going on in the world, all the uh, issues going on in the world economically. The pandemic is still going on in the world. Variants um, seem like they're increasing by the month of COVID-19. So if I had to give a title to this particular podcast, it would really be check your circle. Who's in your circle? Why are they in your circle? How do those individuals in your circle 
aid you in becoming better and doing more and living your best life. So I really want you to spend some time and think about that. That's going to be important. Um, Take some serious time and consider those things. Because as you aspire to go to the next level, it would be in your best interest not to have unnecessary dead weight um, on you that you're carrying needlessly. And that dead weight comes in the way of dream killers. People who always have something negative to say to what you want to. There's a difference in someone who has done something or is doing something and they make suggestions and offer you advice as opposed to someone as soon as you talk to me, that's a dumb idea. That, that That's never going to work. Uh, you know, go sit down with that. Uh, what are you thinking about? You know, um, there's always two sides of looking at things and some, and in those who are really serious about going to the next level, they will look at both sides and sometimes even more, um, look at the different angles seriously and not just speak without substantive research. And research sometimes goes beyond Wikipedia or just a simple Google. Sometimes you need to make sure you have wise people in your corner, but also know how to really dig deep into whatever subject matter uh, you're trying to do. And sometimes it requires soul searching. Let's just be honest. Sometimes it requires us getting to a quiet place, closing our eyes. Uh, who knows? Maybe going to uh, the, the park, going to the beach, listening to the water. Whatever we got to do to get to that place, to get us in a mental zone so that we can focus and really have that quiet talk within about what's going on in our own world. But when you have all these negative people, these constant trolls who always criticize, put down, antagonize, question, debate, poke, 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 sometimes it gets draining, it gets frustrating and... You really need to think about, is that worth your time? Is that worth your energy? When you can have people who are willing to pour into you, uh, wise counsel, words of affirmation, positive words. That's why I tell people, please don't be so quick to be dismissive of those people who say, good morning, have a nice day. Because some people really mean it. I know me personally. If I take the time to say that you mean something to me, I got a thousand numbers on my phone from over the years. And I can tell you it is a select few that get that type of attention from me. That's important. Your time is something you cannot get back. Use it wisely. Hope I made you think here a little bit today. Hopefully you will process everything that I've said. Take it to heart because that's where it's given from. From mine to yours. Hope that... uh, you, you can use some of the things that I say to better yourself. Uh, please share these uh, podcasts, subscribe, support me. I, I want to go to the next level. I want to help people get to the next level. And uh, most of all, laugh and pray. If you do those things in the course of the day, you've heard me say it before. I believe you've had a pretty good day. Take care. Be safe. Until the next time. Talk to you soon. Let's talk about highs and lows. Um, Can everyone that is in that circle that we've talked about handle it? Obviously, it's easy to find people when you're at 
your peak moments, your good points in life. The uh, You get a new home, a new car, or promoted on the job. You're ready to travel. You're ready to do these good things by these exciting moments. It's easy, easy, easy to find people who will celebrate with you in those moments. Now, be mindful. <clears throat> Everyone that's celebrating the occasion is not celebrating you. Some people will simply show up just because there's a party to be had, whereas other people are celebrating you. Um, you need to really know the difference. That takes some, some good discernment because personally, after counseling a lot of people, um, I have seen people who do not understand the difference. Uh, they think everyone who laughs is laughing at their jokes and sometimes they're laughing at them. Uh, they think that everyone who shows up to the occasion is there to celebrate them. Some people just love a good party. They love good food. They love the excitement, the entertainment, or whatever comes with it. All the bells and whistles and packagings that come with uh, a celebration. So you've got to use wisdom and be careful in some of those instances. Um, because those people are not people you would want to consider in your inner circle. They would be your associates or co-workers or what have you. But definitely someone who doesn't want to celebrate you, you definitely need to be careful about uh, thinking that they're in your inner circle. So um, just briefly, even think about it. Even think about it. I was doing some reading uh, recently and it was talking about how even Jesus had an inner circle where uh, of Peter, James and John. He did not take all of the 12 with him. Uh, when there were certain key moments in his life, he just took the ones he hand selected uh, to be around him. Those were the ones who went up with him at the uh, Mount of Transfiguration. They traveled with him. That's where he really exposed his true uh, divinity to the best of who he was, to only these three. After he had chosen 12, he even narrowed it down even more uh, to just the three. He left out the other nine. So think about that. Think about that. Uh, even Jesus had what we're calling an inner circle. Think about this. Even when he went to uh, Gethsemane. Here we go again. Same three. James, Peter, and John. Whereas before he exposed his divinity to him, here in this moment, he's exposing his humanity. Let's consider that, uh, as Dr. Darius puts it, uh, let's look at the Garden of Gethsemane as the worst of his life. And let's look at the uh, Mount of Transfiguration as possibly a great area of his life. So, um, what a beautiful thing when you've got the same people <clears throat> in your circle who you can expose your highs and your lows to. As we've already stated, a lot of people can be there for your highs. But let's talk about the lows for a minute. Who do you want with you in your garden? The, the, the people or the person, I'm not going to even say it has to be plural. I think it's a blessing if you have one that you can really be naked and transparent um, with emotionally uh, in, a, in a spiritual sense where they know that you're at a weak point dealing with something in your life and you can share this with them, not worry about them telling anybody else, posting about it, uh, or even years from now throwing it back in your face. I'm sure we've all experienced that. I'm sure we've all experienced uh, an unfortunate situation where uh, someone threw something back up in that face and thought that uh, they would get a rise out of us or it would embarrass us or it would be a 
downhearted moment. But uh, when you get to that self-confident place in your life um, and you're at a place where you've healed and you're sure of who you are, people can't shoot you with the same bullet twice. You've been down that road. You've experienced it. You've overcome it. You've dealt with it. And um, But think about, do you want people in your circle who would be that petty, who would be the ones that could potentially use your weak moments to hurt you, harm you, cause you pain. Um, you know, we, we need relationships with those whose characters um, reveal to us that we can be safe in that space. Safe in that space. You know, um, I think some of the most sacred times in friendships is when someone can reveal to you not even necessarily events or things that happen in their life, but maybe they share a moment that they don't let a lot of people see. Maybe they have a brief moment where they needed a hug from you. Um, maybe they shed some tears. Uh, maybe they did share a private uh, moment with you, a, sh a story um, that they rarely tell anyone because they just wanted that human connection with someone and, and they feel comfortable with you. I think that's such a sacred space that we can't take for granted and that we can't abuse especially if we're that one in that circle that someone hand selected us to be in that circle to be in their inner core we have to um, be mindful of how we honor those friendships um, I think the word is used way too loosely today uh, so I don't, I don't have time to really dig in all into that but I think we really need to be careful about who we call friends, colleagues, associates, co-workers, church members, etc. Because they're not all one and the same. We, we need to stop that. I've even had to check myself, you know. Sometimes we'll meet somebody uh, at the grocery store. And within two seconds we're saying, hey, this is my friend John or whatever. We don't even know him. We just met him. But we use the word so loosely. Um, but we want people in our lives that won't make permanent judgments about who we are based upon our emotions expressed in a moment. If I'm having a moment <clears throat> and I expose myself to you in, in an intimate way that I share some things with you because maybe I just need to get it out. I would want someone around me that would respect that. That that was told in confidence. Um... I've had co-workers where I would share stuff with. I'm, I'll try to be very private in my personal life, but there are times I would share little things. And I re I'll never forget, I told this one person something. It was, it was really insignificant, so it really didn't matter, but it just showed me how much people talk. I had shared something with them about an experience I had in, in school. And then I think later in the week, or a few days later, I was working with a different guy. And you know, the guy, the guy that I was working with now, that particular day, basically piggybacked on the story that I had told the other gentleman a few days ago. And I'm like, how, why would y'all even talking about that? I mean, what even caused that to come up? I mean, uh, so it's just weird. People really do just talk to be talking. And um, you need to be really careful about the things that you share with people because once it's out there, it's uh, out there. And, uh, you know, obviously you need to be very uh, cognizant of who you tell things to. And trust if you share intimate stories. 
um, that could be potentially harmful because, um, I mean, I think we long for that type of connection. Um, I think we long for intimacy with people, but with that comes a level of trust that few of us experience. Um, it really hit me the other day when I was sh- uh, talking to a, f- a friend of mine and they shared with me, because uh, I talk about relationships a lot, and they were saying, sometimes a person needs a friend more than they need a lover. And sadly, in today's world, uh, too many situations are based upon physical connection and the intimacy level of being friends or just coexisting in a space that doesn't require touch, but you can connect with each other intellectually and emotionally and even on a a spiritual type level. Um, That's something that I think people fail to seek. So therefore, it is rare. Um, and when you're able to do that, you've reached a very good place that unfortunately I think few will find where you can express yourself and not be judged on that because all of us are going to have moments in our life where we just need a moment, you know, uh, life gets the best of us. Um, someone close to us may have died, uh, uh, we, we, we may have just dealt with something in a way that could be deemed unhealthy, no matter what it is, could have lost a job. Uh, we could have been told some uh, information about our health. And uh, now we don't know the uncertainty of the future. So we just need to deal with that moment. So who's walking with us in our garden? Um, yes, who's walking with us in our garden? Because more people will walk with you on your mountain experiences than in your garden. But I just wanted to share that. I hope that we take the time to reevaluate. Uh, people in that circle so that we can be uh, just have better experiences as friends or closer walks with one another so that we won't just have a uh, unconnected uh, friendships or relationships where we'll have a deeper connection to where we can trust and lean on someone and we know that if we are in the foxhole that's the person we want there with us because we know they got our back and we got theirs. That is a beautiful thing. Again, I hope I've challenged you to think. I hope that uh, something I've said here today will help you, inspire you, and um, have a closer walk with the friends that you have, build better relationships. I also want to remind you, laugh and pray every day. It's so important. Laughter is truly medicine for our soul, and I think prayer just gives us the opportunity to, to talk to God and share whatever we want because we know that we can say whatever we want and it is safe to not be repeated. Take care. Stay safe. What will we tolerate? That's the question today. What will we tolerate? There's an old saying that says what you tolerate will continue. If you continue to allow something, then the person who you're allowing to do what they do will obviously think that it's acceptable for them to do it. It's kind of like you ever heard, um, you'll say, well, you'll be at the family cookout or, and, and they'll say, well, don't mind him. That's just the way he is. Well, see, there's something wrong even in that thought process because that is condoning bad behavior by saying this is what they always do. So if they always do it, we just accept it from them, and that means they will continue to do it. I'm not talking about people who have severe mental issues, bipolar, or anything like that. I'm talking about people who are just 
keep pushing the envelope down your throat because they know they can get away with it and you're not going to do anything about it. Now, why am I talking about that? I had a conversation with someone uh, just a few days ago. They were rattling off a bunch of things about the person they were with, you know, and none of it was positive. It was all negative, you know. They were verbally abusive, emotionally unavailable, uh, very controlling, manipulative, and things like that. And their response to, to that person's negative behavior was, we're going to wait and see. And after I sat there and listened to them about five minutes, basic, basically moan and groan about all of the person's negative behavior, I simply said one thing to them. Why is it always about wait and see as opposed to you stopping what you allow? Okay. It's kind of like, you ever seen, uh, been in a situation or people you talk to someone about, they were um, in an argument, say, uh, with, a, with a partner, and the person hung up on them. So the person hung up on them, and then they call right back. You answer the phone. Then they get mad and hang up again. You call right back. You answer again. And you repeat that cycle over and over and over again. Well, how many times do you think they would continue to call if you stopped answering? How long do you think that that negative behavior would go on? Because one of two things would happen. Either that person would stop calling or you would understand that this person is very immature and you would distance yourselves from them. But kind of like, you know, said old song that says we make up to break up. Some people enjoy that. Some people enjoy um, knowing that they got you, that they can basically spit in your face, do anything to you. And know that you're going to take them back because you've allowed you've allowed yourself to become a doormat. That that needs to be a whole topic of discussion. I need to spend thirty minutes or forty five minutes on uh, being the doormat in a relationship because uh, that happens, and it can happen so subtly that you don't even realize that you've become one because you allow that same repetitive behavior that's negative and toxic and hurtful to you but it's become comfortable for you because let's let's face it some people don't want to be alone there's one or two things that individual does that you do enjoy that you're willing to put up with the 10 negative things that you don't and some people live under this foolish philosophy that i'd rather uh deal with the devil i know than the devil i don't um why you got to deal with the devil at all how about that one so, what will you allow? Somebody shared a great analogy with me the other day, and it was about a water hose on a pool. And they said, as long as the water hose is pouring water into, into the pool, you're fine. Because that's what a water hose does. Water flows out of it. But here's the thing. The water hose can never expect for the pool to give it water back. And too many people are in those relationships. Who's your pool? Who are you constantly pouring into and never getting anything back? Never getting anything back. There's zero reciprocation. Um, and by design, the pool can't give water back. But people are not designed in a way that they can't give back. They simply refuse to not give back. Big difference. But I wanted to make the point 
of that there's too many people in life who have a pool in their in their world in their circle where you're constantly pouring something out and you're never able to get anything back and they've become comfortable with you being their water hose because you've always done it and you continue to do it and they have no problem with that because you seem to be comfortable in being their water hose someone shared a a meme with me the other day that I've recently shared with others and that is you really can't get, get mad with someone sucking the life out of you when you've given them the straw what will you allow and you gotta also ask yourself because you gotta put in some work because when you become that person that does these things constantly and you allow these things to happen that says a lot about some potential character flaws within you that need some work on that you need to do some introspective looking and search soul searching to find out why does this happen because here's what I found in my, in my studies and in my dealings that a lot of times you will leave that same situation and you'll find another one um, where you go to the person the person who is the pool will find someone who's the water hose and the water hose will find someone who's the pool and, the, and there's rarely any median and you need to figure out why that is because you're mostly unhappy in those situations in your demeanor and in your conversation you're unhappy um, but often we find the same thing just in a, a different package same characteristics just a different name different package and we need to start looking uh, for those red flags immediately so that we can avoid being in those same similar situations There's nothing uh, to me worse than continuously going through the same thing with a different person. It means we haven't learned anything. We haven't grown. We haven't matured. We haven't uh, been able to pick up those 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 uh, tools that we need within our tool set so that we can uh, avoid those negative situations. Because ultimately, I believe everybody wants to be happy. I mean, that's the joy of life, being able to be happy. So we definitely want to define those things that make us miserable, be able to point them out, identify them, and stay away from them so that we can try to live our best life. But when you're thinking about what you will accept, that's a serious question that you need to ask yourself and ask yourself uh, quickly and, and do the work that is necessary to deal with that. Because You'll look back over your life and you'll say, I gave, I gave, I gave, I did this, I did this, and I didn't get this back. And then you'll be frustrated. And then you'll begin to beat your head against the wall, trying to figure out why you were su such a water hose to a pool. You filled the pool up and got nothing back. And in the moment, it's like, and I've even done this as, as, a, as a man. I've even done this around so-called male friends just ta they're tagging along with me and and I'm and I wanted to have fun so much and just to do different things that I didn't even realize that I was always footing the bill and then when they had hit me dude I could file you on my taxes I mean you're literally like a leech in my life you you know we go places we do things and it really never hit me that you're never paying for anything you just show up and because you're laughing and you know and having fun and having a good time I overlooked the fact that you're not even contributing to the event yourself you're just basically a tag along 
I don't know if you have those. You know, maybe you got to look at yourself and look at your circle and see if you've got some tag-alongs. Easy to pick up. Trust me. A lot of people will roll with you in the good times, but those same folk are hard to find in the bad times. Um, So be careful that people are only around you because of what you offer. Because of what you offer. There's an old saying that says, be careful about what you give and what you do because uh, the person will fall more in love with what's in your hand than what's in your heart and what's in theirs. So be very careful that, you know, there's got to be some balance and um, you got to figure that out. But I hope I hope this helps somebody really take a, a look at themselves as to what they will accept and to what they will allow and also to what you will do because maybe you're the one doing too much. Got to be very careful because takers have no limits they'll take everything you got until you don't have it to give i remember and i'll leave with this my old cartoon when cartoons used to have meaning (laughs) they used to make you laugh but they would always have a storyline they weren't just you know nonsense like they are now um but i remember very distinctively a popeye uh cartoon came out many many years ago and I don't remember all the details, but I remember some kind of way he had came into some money, a few million dollars. And all of his close buddies, you know, Wimpy, Olive Oil, Brutus, they all came up to him and said, hey, you got so much. You know, I think it was like four million. It was, he was like, give us a million and you've still got a million. He thought about it and he agreed. I remember Wimpy, he opened some type of burger shop, blew all his money. I remember Olive Oil, but I think a hair shop blew all her money. I can't remember what Brutus did, but he blew all his money. Popeye did whatever. He blew all his money. And by the end of the show, all of them had come back up to Popeye and said, Hey, hey, bud, we blew all our money. How about you give us another million? And he didn't have it. He had blew his, and they had blown theirs. So just think about that that people will use you up and wastefully spend what you give them or use what you give them frivolously and then come back asking for more. So some people you can never satisfy, ever, no matter what you do for them. And and hear me when I say this in case you've missed it because there's always the crowd out there to hear what they want to hear. This is not about buying anyone. This is not about buying anyone's attention, buying anyone's affection. Because some people are just natural givers. And what they give is not even expensive. It's just that that's in their heart and they do it. And people take advantage of that. You know, um, I remember uh, old folk back in the day, if you invited them to to your home uh, for dinner, they're bringing a gift. That was just what they were taught to do and trained to do. Whether it was a kitchen towel, a kitchen mitt, mitt, or a placemat, or whatever the case is, they just were trained to give, and that's what they did. It was not about being rich, wealthy, impressing someone. They just did not want to feel like they were just taking something. They wanted to bring something to the table. So that is all I've tried to say. That make sure in all your giving that the other individual is bringing something to the table. Hey, laugh and pray every day. I think if you do that, you've had a blessed day. 
Continue to stay safe out there. Love on one another. Smile at somebody. You might catch them off guard. They might even smile back. Till the next time, have a good one.